Welcome uh. in Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. We are your CHGO White Sox crew. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. Follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Follow the ever-growing Twitter account at CHGO underscore White Sox. If you are hanging out with us, hit the like button. And remember, if you are tagging us on Twitter, we are not the actual White Sox. We do not cause you the pain. We are here to discuss the pain with you. We're being produced by Joey Spathis today. And if you haven't heard the news, Jason Benetti mm. signed a new contract baseball team in the AL Central. It's not, it's not the White Sox. Herb's not the team he's been working for. Detroit Tigers. It's, and I know if somebody uh, was... Asking me, he's like, why are you so upset that a broadcaster is leaving your team? And we'll get into specifics a little bit later. But you let him leave and allow him to go and talk to the Tigers. And then he's like, yeah, I'm in. Like, as Adam Hogue put in one of his tweets, like, why does a lifelong White Sox fan who's doing the job that he wants to be doing as the play-by-play announcer for the White Sox leave? To go to Detroit, you go to the Dodgers, people like, hey, man, I understand. The Yankees, go and get your money, man. The Cubs even, hey, we don't like it, do your thing. The goddamn Tigers. He left you for the Tigers. Who would ever do that? Who would ever downgrade from Chicago to Detroit? This man had to do it because the White Sox treated him so poorly. The Tigers. <laughs> That's the thing is he's not leaving the sport. No, he's not going national, which we would have understood. Right. Apple TV's not saying, Jason Benetti, we want you to be the voice of our product. Mm-hmm. ESPN's not saying we want you to be the voice of our product, which before we get any further, Jason Benetti deserves A ton of congratulations, a ton of credit. He is an extremely hardworking person who is from the South Side. As you mentioned, a White Sox fan, grew up a South Sider, made a lot of sense why he was working for the team. Also with his, you know, going through cerebral palsy. I mean, like this, this man goes through a lot on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and he shows up to work every single day and does so, such an incredible job. Like that you, if you just were listening, you'd never know. Exactly. I, I mean, he's a, such a great icon for your team. And I was listening to Lawrence and Dan on the way in, and I think they described something Jim Margulis said, that the White Sox paradox is you cannot be bigger than the White Sox, but also the White Sox are so small. Yes. So saying that, you know, Jason Benetti was this great big star, and the White Sox get really frustrated with that because they think that they can be that, they're just the lowly White Sox. I mean, I, I again, I, I feel like we need to apologize to PHNX because we called their team lowly. They're making it to the World Series. <laughs> Our dog shit team promised a parade, and that guy got fired. So, I mean, here we are losing an icon of our franchise. Again, not nationally, not to the National League, not to the booming Braves, who apparently he might have had a, a contract offer from last year. Mm-hmm. 
And last year he went through this renegotiation where he compared it to a player going through arbitration, which doesn't sound fun, even though uh, our guy Jason Benetti uh, enrolled in the school of law. So, I mean, this is why this guy doesn't have an agent because he understands what's going on. Mm -hmm. Very smart man. He's not going to the National League. He's not going to the Braves. He's not just staying in the American League. He's not just staying in the AL Central. He's going to the Detroit Tigers. I feel like Brewers fans. I think I'm going to take a page out of their books. I'm going to go to Homewood, Homewood Flossmore, and I'm going to take a black can of spray paint. I'm going to pay, paint ass all over that lovely, lovely high school. I don't understand how to process this. I mean, this is just... I'm, I'm happy for Jason. It's great for him. Great for Jason. Get away from this organization. Hate this fucking team. And I'm sure, like, that's the last thing Jason wanted to do in the press release that's sent out by the White Sox. They have Brooks Boyer saying, yeah, we allowed him to go and check out his options. Like, how do you allow one of the best, and this is not just me saying, it's universal, one of the best play-by-play men in the game to go to your division rival. How do you allow that to happen? Because you treat them so poorly. And now I don't know necessarily the negotiations and how this all went down, but I know the White Sox. I know that they care about things that don't matter way too much. And let me give you a story real quick. Back in the day, I don't know if you guys know who and where we come from, both Sean and I are score guys. We came from 670 to score. Let's go. Back in the day, the score used to cover White Sox baseball, have them on as the flagship radio station. I used to run the board for a couple games, Joe Ostrowski, et cetera, Tim Bach, et cetera, et cetera. So we do a game like on Friday, and I see Matt Thornton getting a video tribute after he left the White Sox. He came back for, on another team. He gets a video tribute. So the next day on Saturday morning, my, oh no, that night, I wrote, why are they giving a video tribute to Matt Thornton, the same video tribute that they gave to future Hall of Famer Frank Thomas? Literally, pretty much all I wrote. Send it out. The next day on Saturday, I'm driving, I remember, in Glen Ellen, driving on uh, 56, and Mitch Rosen, who was the program director, calls me and says, hey, just got a call from the White Sox. They didn't like your tweet last night about Matt Thornton and how – he shouldn't deserve a video tribute. I was like, me, low-level producer, and the White Sox, and I know the person who said it, it was the person I already mentioned, Brooks Boyer, called Mitch and to told him that he didn't like my tweet and told him to try to, you know, tamp me down. But Mitch was like, he knew he, he couldn't tamp me down. He, that's part of my appeal. And so them worrying about things that don't matter, I guarantee that they, that they him, him, Brooks Boyer, and other people – interfere in the broadcast all the goddamn time. And I don't think you've watched a White Sox game in the last couple of years where you felt that Jason Benetti was being unfair to the White Sox. And never would I look at it as like, man, Jason is breaking bad with the White Sox. Even though he was looking at terrible baseball in front of him, he was doing a professional job as a guy who's providing a service for that team. And he was showing you what was going on in the field and maybe – Maybe he said something that was negative about the White Sox, but I guarantee he got a call from Brooks, and I guarantee the people at ESPN 1000 now who hold the rights for the radio get calls all the time. He would call, like, uh, Sylvie or call somebody in the um, front office of ESPN 1000 and say, 
hey, man, that one thing you guys said during your talk show, which is not affiliated with the White Sox broadcast, we didn't really like that. As the flagship, we don't like you doing that. They would do that all the fucking time with the score, and I guarantee it goes on right now. So this organization continues to worry about things that don't matter, and the things that do, the actual team, winning on the field, producing runs, doing things like that, they don't care about that. But let you write a tweet about them sorely. I guarantee I'm going to get a, a mad thing about this, me talking about them and name-checking Brooks Boyer. I guarantee it because they care about dumb shit like this. They don't care about the winning on the field. And this is why if you as a fan who are listening and watching this want to say, hey, man, it's been real. I'm out. I don't blame you. This team doesn't care about you. I think they actively hate their fans. And I don't say that flippantly. Actively hate their fans. I know what Jerry said in that press conference. We want to win quick for fans. But his actions show that it's the opposite. The exact opposite. Well, and to hammer that point home, uh, the ever-present Jay Cutta on Twitter uh, tweeted out a comparison of handful of MLB teams from their website's front office listings. And uh, we were going to play yesterday a clip from Chris Getz talking about analytics, and he does seem pro-analytics. But a thing that we've talked about this entire year is that Jerry Reinsdorf and this team just do not spend the, necess- the necessary money of a team that they think they are uh, on their front office and on their research and on trying to have the best numbers and best data for their staff. Uh, looking at this, number of front office personnel, the White Sox. Baseball analytics, five. The Cubs, 34. The Astros, 26. The Rays, 53. The Phillies, 38. In scouting, the White Sox, two. The Cubs, 15. The Astros, 48. The Rays, 11. The Phillies, 15. In ticket sales, the White Sox, 50. <laughs> the Cubs, 21. The Astros, 29. The Rays, 28. The Phillies, 17. And I can tell you, most of their ticking people, except for my guy, Nick Capitan, not that great. They don't get back to you. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that situation, but I brought this up on CHGO Cubs. Uh, Cody was he's usually heated. You know, that, man's, that man's always running hot. Uh he got an email last year from Tom Ricketts, and usually, you know, those co- corporate BS emails, they're pretty generic. Always. But sometimes it's just about sending it. You know, Tom Ricketts, he put out that generic BS corporate statement after the, the, the Cubs lost, and, and Cody was like, oh, you got to spend money. Spent the 11th biggest contract in White Sox history on a manager. <laughs> they're probably going to have the biggest contract ever uh, if they go sh- sign Shohei Otani. That team, not really screwing around. No. You ever get a, a statement from Jerry Reinsdorf after the pathetic season that they had? No, I was a season ticket holder one year. I think it was 2021, and I didn't get anything. And like I said, the guy who was supposed to be handling my account never wrote me back, except for these generic ass, hey, there's a series coming up. I was like, I already got the tickets. Don't tell me about the series coming up. And then I, Nick Capitan reached out to me proactively and said, hey, man, I, I saw that you are having trouble. I got you. And he hooked it up for me. But no, Jerry. It would have to take an individual from that organization that is proactive to send it out. But as I said on my tweet. Well, you know my, what I get in my emails? What? Ticket sales. <laughs> oh. All the time. The, the season, the season ended. 2024 tickets are now on sale. Great. Great job. 
Yeah. They're available. Do something, and then we will buy tickets. And so, like, it just a thing like you could say whatever you want about the cubs and the owners and the trash i don't like the people who own the cubs but guarantee cup fans are happy with their owner especially you sign a big time manager and you don't sign a big time manager and then not continue on like that's not going to be the move of the aussies the move of the aussies is coming for the cubs and the anticipation for cup fans i guarantee is high right now because you're at least you're going to be in the show atani sweepstakes Maybe going to be trading for Juan Soto. As White Sox fans, we know those things are not in our purview. They're not going to be happening for us. So, well, And we know, know, too, from the owner, uh, we ain't getting fucking Otani. Yeah, he literally name-checked Shohei Otani unprompted. He's like, yeah, we ain't getting Shohei Otani. The generational talent right now, he's like, we're not going to be trying to get him. That's bullshit. That's, that's what your owner is. And so, yeah, this team is garbage. And this statement that they pretty much put out for the – Jason Benetti departure tells me all I need to know about them. They allowed him to go and do this. And they like they didn't want him on their team. Because I know some White Sox fans see the garbage product and they're like, man, this is a terrible product. But then that broadcast, I found it very entertaining. Benetti and Stone are either 1-1A to one of my favorite broadcast uh, teams right next to uh, Mud and uh, Don Orsillo out in San Diego. Just an entertaining product. Now you're going to have to downshift, whoever it is. I love my man, Connor McKnight. I don't know Mike McNaught, Mike McManata, whatever. Mike Monaco. Monaco. I don't know him well enough, but either one, anybody who's coming in is going to be run into a buzzsaw because they're going to be compared to Jason Benetti and say, well, this guy's boring or this guy sucks or this guy doesn't know White Sox baseball, whatever. It's going to be bad for this guy who's next coming in or girl who's coming in for the White Sox. And I think Jason Benetti did such a great job that the White Sox didn't recognize his talent because they have a very hard time recognizing good talent. I feel like it's going to be Mike Monaco, okay? And that's no slight if Mike Monaco is the guy. He's a Nesson, right? Like a part-time Nesson guy? I have no clue. I don't care. (laughs) Um, Congratulations if this is his next gig. I hope him the best, right? He's going to do the job. Um. We're going to get to more broadcasting stuff in a second. If it's Connor. Yep. He won, he won the he was, what, was score, score search. Yeah. yeah. Score search. I love Connor. I'd be, I'd be pretty pumped. I'll be happy if for it, him. If it's Connor McKnight, I'd be pretty I'll pumped. be happy as hell for Connor McKnight, yeah, especially how pumped. he was treated at um, the end of his score uh, tenure. We did get a statement, actually, surprisingly, yeah. from Jerry Reinsdorf mm-hmm. on the, on the, the um, Jason Benetti thing. <laughs> Look, we're not going to be in the Benetti race. I'll tell you that right now. That's what he said. Unprompted. Unprompted. It's crazy. It's right here. Oh, wait. That's what he said about Otani. Um, Please hit the like button. I appreciate it. Also, too, they're not going to replace Benetti with Gordon Beckham. No. It doesn't make any sense. Gordon Beckham can't call a game. Steve Stone... I mean, he's been in broadcasting for 40 years. I think he could do it in an emergency situation. Yeah, when uh, when Todd Frazier gets I'm going to go check on Todd. You take over, Stoney. You take over. I'll tell you what. And another thing, that man's not coming back either. I know people are in the thing like, oh, Hawk Harrison. Guess who doesn't like Brooks Borum more than me? It's Hawk Harrison. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he just said that on foul territory. They were like, hey, Hawk, come on, uh, you know, have a fun time. Tell us some old stories. And he's like, Brooks Borum is a son of a bitch. I'll tell you what. (laughs) This Brooks Borum, worse than Rico Petrocelli. Mercy. (laughs) Um I don't know Brooks. I'm not trying to say anything. I think Brooks, I, in face-to-face, face, we, we have a good rapport, but 
I hear so much stuff from behind the scenes and the one that affected me that I told earlier. Like, no, absolutely not. He is, he's not, like, he's rubbed so many people in the broadcast area the wrong way. I've heard so many stories, first person from those people, and said, yeah, that's not the guy. But it goes right along with the White Sox and how they do things over there at 35th and Shields. Right. So, I mean, I, I think, and going up back to, let's, quickly, I, I feel like I'm ignoring the chat. Um, let's get to the Super Chat, and then uh, to just go into the kind of Gordon thing, we'll take a break, and we'll get back into uh, broadcasting. Um, shout out to Kirk. Thank you for the Super Chat. Appreciate it. Uh, pour one out for Jason Benetti, boys. If Cubs sign Otani, I'm definitely at Wrigley more than the rate next year. This team is in hell. Kirk, that's generational talent in your city. If you have the ability to get to a baseball stadium where a generational baseball player is playing and you could take a quick bus ride down Addison, you could take the blue line up. No, you couldn't. I mean, you could take the blue line up and then take a bus from Madison. You could take the brown line. I like the, the brown line, line better than up. the red line. Yeah, the red line's too crowded. You I know, I like you. the brown line, and I could walk about a little get, bit. Get off the Edison stop and then walk back over there. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a trek right there. Right there, Sean. You're going to be walking a mile and a half from out there at Addison and pretty much Ashland. Is it that far? It's far. I've done it before. I'm, I guess I'm young. Uh, anyways, um... If it's cheap, if it's easy, why wouldn't you? I mean, it, I it, you. It, you don't, you're not a you're not going to we're not going to take your socks fan, uh, fandom away, right? You're not going to be tackled by a uh, you know White Sox security if you step into the guaranteed rate um, after going to Wrigley Field. As I said, life is way too short. If Shohei Otani's in Chicago, which last year I don't even know if I had tickets to the Angel series, but I bought them because I knew Mike Trout and Shohei Otani were in town, and I had to see that. I had to see that I can't have my grandkids ask me 40 years from now. It's like, hey, Pappy, man, 40 years, 85 years old. Hey, Pappy, man, did you go and see Mike Trout and Shoei Tani when they were still playing? I was like, nah, I stayed at home. But you know who I did see? Lurie Garcia, plenty of times. But, yeah, if he's in town, I'll be going to Wrigley more often. Even though I don't like that ballpark, I'll be like, there's a generational talent in my town a mile away from where I live. Goddamn right I'm going to be going checking that man out. And if you're a White Sox fan and you don't like the Cubs, I guarantee if he comes to town, you got to get some tickets. This man is that good. And so the fact, the fact that we're not even in that sweepstakes still makes me mad. The fact that we got a GM that doesn't know what he's doing still makes me mad. The fact that we got a play-by-play guy that's now in Detroit, preferring Detroit over Chicago, makes me mad. Herb, why you do this show? Hey. Good money, man. <laughs> it's good money. Good talks. I love spending time with Sean and Vinny. Uh-huh. <sighs> but the team, oh, ugh. the organization, no, absolutely not. This organization is just trash from top to bottom. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> really appreciate it. Wait, I, uh, I have a question for her. Go ahead. Are you confirmed a, a pappy? When you no, have I have a, no kids. When you have a grandchild? Oh. Is that what you'll be known as? I, I, I think my grandkids will call me Pappy, if not call me dead at that time, because 45, 40 years from now, golly, I don't know if I'm going to live to 85, Sean. Whew, that's You're not? That's, that's, man, I got type 2 diabetes, a little overweight. I don't even know if I want to live until 85. I got aches and pains right now. I'm like, I'm real good. This is good. I'll, however long I live, I'll take, but 40 more years is a rough go, Sean. Uh, Jerry, turn. What was that? 
This took a turn. Yeah, it did. Jerry Reinsdorf, please start winning to save Herb's life. Please. And and extend it. Uh, Shout out to our our good pal AJ saying, uh, too sad for this. Going to go play Mario Golf 64. Love you. Oh, that's fun. I'd I'd crank. I'd play some Mario (laughs) Golf 64 right now. Man, on on Nintendo 64? Man, old school. Um, Joey, uh, what was John Wade called? John Wayne called Pilgrims. John Wayne, the Duke. Well, yeah, no, did you you missed that on CHGO Bulls? The I Duke super chatted, and uh, Dave was like, "Oh, you know, John Wayne was his profile picture." And uh, Big Dave was like, "Joey, what was John Wayne called?" And Joey was like, "John Wayne," <laughs> <laughs> and it was the Duke. Oh, you that's remember what, this? Yeah, I do remember. Okay. Well, I do, but I don't. I don't. I didn't remember what he was called. But it, yeah, it's the Duke. It was no, it's John Wayne. John Wayne was called John Wayne. I'm you John right. Wayne at the first Thanksgiving Pilgrims. <laughs> That's the only word I only know it from Family Guy. That's where all my knowledge <laughs> comes from. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, Jimmy the Lumberjack earlier uh, mentioned something about this happening because Jason and Steve didn't get along. No, it's because it's the organization. Yes, and hopefully we laid that out in the first segment. Um, they seemingly got along pretty well, and they got. Uh, 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 they figured out a way, I think, uh, to not accost the team, uh, but to be playful. And, you know, I mean, over 162, that's difficult. I know that wasn't a full 162 because Stone was in and out. Um, and Jason was doing stuff. But, you know, when they were together, they had a really great rapport, and Stephen Hawk didn't. So it, it's really sad that at least the, uh, the great rapport there is getting broken up. But I think Jared asked about what happened to the Benetti contract that he signed in January 2023. Uh, We'll talk about that uh, right after the break. Want to let you know about our friends over at Empire. um, 588-2300. Empire today. Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home at convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but those copycats can't beat Empire on the quality, service, speed that Empire provides. So the copycats advertise low-quality products that they simply, Empire, will not carry. Empire's not going to put bad floors into your home. They're not going to put a bad product into your home. They have been open for 40-plus years. They're a giant in the Chicagoland world um, because they are professionals. They have a curated product. They know what floors are the best quality. They know what is going to last in a home for a very, very long time because they've been in business for a very, very long time. Uh, Not only can you see that lovely curated product selection uh, through their virtual floor designer, but you can also schedule a free home uh, in estimate today. That floor designer is a great way to see new floors and how they will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might want to talk to someone today who is working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire does. Um, they live and breathe flooring, so you can be confident that you're getting honest, upfront advice. Again, schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Um, and we also want to know about our friends at Circa. Joey, you're going to the game. Okay. <laughs> Yep, that's why I asked you. I'm going to the game. You're I didn't know what I thought. I was th- going to the game, folks. I thought you were just telling me. 
<laughs> Real quick, do you have an ecam for uh, for Vinny to join? I sent it. Okay, just make it sure. No, I'm just just communicating. Uh, our friends over at Circa are also going to be at the tailgate. Uh, Joey's probably going to stop by, drink you know one, two, three uh, beers or so. Not um, just three beers. Three Goose Island beers. Three Goose Island beers. Uh, but also, Circa is going to be at Joe's on Weed Street tonight. Circa Sports Illinois will be hosting a watch party for the Thursday night game at Joe's on Weed Street from 6.30 to 11 p.m. on November 9th. Brian Erlocker will be there from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. meeting fans and taking pictures. The Circa Sports Illinois team will be there with limited edition merchandise, food deals, and more. You can RSVP at Circa Sports dot com right now uh the lines were last updated on november 7th uh so i i i think that i can uh probably bet that the over under is not a 39 anymore uh the the under is pretty uh consistent on Mm -hmm. thursday night footballs these are two bad football teams uh so i bet you right now uh minus 110 because it's a low hold model Mm -hmm. uh that that under is probably a 38 38 and a half right now uh but what's best about circa for you the sports better is that their low hold model means that you are going to get the best odds with circa it's the world's largest sports book games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the circa sports menu unlike other sports books which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split so if you are betting the over the under the uh spread money lines uh the idea of circa is that they are providing you the best line possible out of any sports book and that means that if you are placing any wager you are getting the most money back for winning uh, they encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available so you can compare the lines from each sports book and see why circa is the best sports book out there there are real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. And all aspects are being of the app being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circa.circasports.com uh, slash Illinois app. Illinois-app. That's circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for the Circa events like the November 9th one at Joe's on Weed Street. If you are some tonight, know, tonight. If you are some you know may have a problem with gambling, call one hundred Gambler one 4257 Text GMB to eight three three two three four or visit Are You Really I need to take a breath. <laughs> All right, and um, just before thanks, you go, thanks for sneezing, Joe. The do you know the first game that Jason Benetti will be doing as the Tigers play by play man? Why don't you let me know her? March twenty eighth here. At Guaranteed oh. Rate Field in Chicago versus the Chicago White Sox. Hmm. Breaks my heart. Just right. As uh, Studs put it, Adam Stasinski's like, just leave that knife right there in my heart. <laughs> leave it right there. Hmm. Congratulations, Jason. I'm so happy for you. So excited. Like, again, if he was going to be national college football guy, college basketball guy, Field hockey. I mean, water polo. They're doing flag football in the Olympics. I mean, anything. Anything else. I mean, honestly, the only thing that would be worse is if this was for Cleveland. Because how the hell is Cleveland playing in more money? They're not. But Detroit makes sense. I mean, Detroit's like, along with Minnesota, the sleeping giant. (laughs) If Detroit wakes up, we're screwed. Oh, 100%. I mean, Minnesota's cutting payroll. The White Sox suck. The Guardians don't have a payroll over, I think, $40 million. They spent half of their payroll on Stephen Vogt to be their manager. 
Um, and then the Royals are the other team. Oh, right. That's our farm system. Yes. Um, so, I don't know. The Tigers are probably going to win the division, and this is just going to be horrendous and horrible and awful. And uh, I've been asked, what are the reasons to be a White Sox fan? Can you list one? Any? Um, you have been a long time, and you just don't want to change. That's literally what I got. Like, you just don't want to change. You were when you were a child. You're an adult now, and so it's like, I'm too old to change. The Polish I, sausage with the peppers and the onions? I mean, you can that's go to a, Maxwell Street and get that. That's a reason. Is that in a, a Detroit thing? No. Oh, oh, I thought you talked about White Sox why you fans. Be, why you become a White Sox fan? Why you oh, stay being oh. a White Sox fan? I got you. Yeah, I mean, the food thing, though, it's overpriced. Very much so. So, like, yo, it's great food. Again, I could go to Maxwell Street and just get it for cheaper. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, why a White Sox fan would continue to be a White Sox fan. All, we have some people who are international. Our guy KPW, we got Ian Robo, other people who there's a White Sox France, a White Sox Brazil people. I'm like, you guys had a chance. You had a chance to start fresh on the MLB, and you chose the White Sox. You chose poorly, really poorly. You can get out, Ian Robo. You can get out uh, UK uh, White Sox. You can get out UK or uh, White Sox Brazil because I, why? Why would you stay here where there's 29 other teams that are trying harder? And I would only say the Oakland A's are the only team that actively hates their fans more because that man is just trying to have every Oakland fan hate him for life, and he's taking the team to Vegas. Now, I don't know if Jerry's in that boat yet, but he's running that playbook. He is running that Rachel Phelps playbook from uh, Major League where he has the shitty team, he has the owner, uh, the GM that's not qualified, and the roster that's terrible, and then he's going to be like, you fans don't want to come? Oh, look at this attendance. That means I got to move to Nashville or sell to a, t a person that wants to move to Nashville or Charlotte or Montreal or somewhere else. Oh, you guys, that was you guys who made this happen. That's what the Oakland guy did. He's like, oh, you guys don't want to come to the Oakland Alameda Coliseum where there's possums here? Ridiculous. I got to leave here now. I'm not going to do anything to fix this stadium. F that. I'm just going to leave to Vegas and let them pay for my stadium. It feels odd, though, and maybe people are too obsessed with movies. Like, I don't think that the Raquel Phelps thing is an actual plant. You, you just, he's... He's spending over $100 million on payroll this year. He is just, sorry to be crass, pissing away money here. Like, this is not a business plan. This is stupidity. Like, I, I just don't understand this. And, yes, this is not going to affect the product on the field. It's just going to affect how you take in the product. But the question is, will you even take in the product? Is there a reason to go to the stadium? No. Yeah. And is there I, a reason to watch the games? Not really. No. Um, this is the thing, though. I think that, as I said the other day, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't look at Jerry Reinsdorf as we look at Jerry Reinsdorf. I guarantee he says, man, I bought this team for about $20 million back in 81, and now it's worth billions. And I brought a championship to this team that didn't have one in 88 years. So I am actually a great owner, not just a good owner, a great owner. And I don't need one of the best play-by-play -play people in my booth. I'm good. Our product sells itself. Like, he probably has a glorified thought of himself because, yes, in his life, from where he came from to where he is now, 
he's seen success and he probably thinks he's very successful. But I guarantee when he does leave this earth, and I'm not wishing death on the man, the White Sox fans will say that was a bad owner. He was terrible at his job. He only got one championship out of this team in over 40 years of owning them. That's bad. That's really poor. And he will have a bad legacy as far as being a White Sox owner. Maybe the Bulls is a little different because he had six and he had Jordan, and that might be part of you know why he won six. It's definitely 100% why he won six. But I guarantee as a White Sox fan, when he is no longer a White Sox owner, I was like, that was a terrible owner. Terrible owner. You don't understand hmm. the villain arc that I'm going to go on when I hit a jackpot at one of these casinos one of these days, I mean, man, this guy just got lucky. Lucky that Portland didn't take Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, it would make a lot of fucking sense for Phil Knight. He's up in Oregon. If his superstar was already in Oregon, boom, I mean, that's less plane travel. Yep, but Portland's like, well, we can't have two shooting guards. Why not? We, could, we couldn't move the ball. And, and MJ would have been all right together. They would have been decent together. Could you imagine scoring 100 points? <laughs> Between those two. And then mm. all the rest will get, you know, scraps. Christ. Uh, also in the chat, uh, Bearstown, our guy Gabe, is right. It's 2029, uh, per Greg Hins of Crane's Chicago Business. Uh, the When the stadium runs out? Location stadium, stadium lease expires after 2029. Uh, so, I mean, that's not the Bible, though. I mean... There's ways to get out of that, a.k.a. money. Uh, you could feel free to like the video. Vinny Duber is about to join us live from Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm excited to see if there's palm trees behind him or if it's an airport. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. Uh, we're going to take an ad break and uh, let you know more about the Jason Benetti situation and the 2023 GM meetings. Um, Herb, do you have the first read or do I have the first read? Either way, I can read it right now. I have it. All right. Uh, Want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. Uh, bobbleheads behind us, like that Southpaw one, this TA one. Hopefully, uh, there's a reunion because, I mean, then the, I mean, half of our set. <laughs> hey, outdated. We just, just got to go to FOCO and buy another one. That's true. We'll go buy the Andrew Benatendi Arkansas one. Mm -hmm. uh, get fitted in the best sports gear around. They got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. I know that even the Blackhawks guys were talking about a Connor Bedard one as well uh, that FOCO has. Uh, so go check out FOCO.com. Uh, they're always dropping brand new bobbleheads. Uh, click the link in the description uh, or go to FOCO.com for online pre-sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. I'm usually drinking one, but I got to do prep for my colonoscopy tomorrow. So I can't be drinking beer. I got to be drinking water. Good luck. It's going to be a bad day today. No eating either. Just a liquid diet. Ugh, it's one of the worst things of all time. But if I, I was drinking you. a liquid diet, I'll be drinking some, uh, some delicious Goose Island. It's Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster includes the Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug Family, the 312 Weed Ale, and the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer, which the brewers are drinking. Not the... Milwaukee Brewers, no. the Brewers from uh, Goose Island. What is your favorite beer right now, Sean? Um, is it the three twelve, as my mom would call it? Yeah. Okay. You know, tonight we're having an event, like really, probably much in thirty minutes. The tailgate, the CHGO Bears. I believe tailgate. it actually started thirty minutes ago. Oh, it already started. Really? Yeah, it wow. was very early. Man, tailgate's out there, so. Hey, man, you still have a chance to go over there to the CHGO Bears tailgate. 
Drink some free Goose Island if you buy a ticket. So go to allchgo.com. Go and get your ticket right now. Go to the Bears tailgate immediately. It's Tonight is our last scheduled tailgate tonight versus the Carolina Panthers. So grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room in Fulton Street on West Town. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Now it's time to head out to sunny Scottsdale, Arizona to talk to a healthy and strong Vinny Duber. <laughs> Hi, Vinny. Hi, we're going to see how strong I am. I've got to hold this phone up uh, to shoot me here in this busy airport hallway, live from Phoenix Sky Harbor. So there you go. I really did a great job with the Chris Getz thing. I mean, that was an hour long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your hand is steady. You yeah. have a very steady hand. I, I got I got a lot of uh, uh, of uh, what's it called uh, confidence in you. Uh, make sure you follow Vinny at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Uh, he just posted an article today about the J- Jason Benetti, uh, I guess, debacle uh, is a fair word. Uh, Vinny, why don't you jump in with your thoughts here? People obviously can go read them at allchgo.com. But just stunning that he maybe it's maybe it's not stunning that he left, but it's stunning that it's. He's leaving for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the first thing I would say about this is that it is very much a fan-centric thing, right? I mean, we're not talking about baseball. We're not talking about a move that might or might not pay off. Nor are we talking about, you know, what the, the new GM is doing or something like that. This is just how fans watch a game. And so I understand why the feelings are so dramatic, because this is a guy who talks to you guys 160 times a year. Right. I mean, this is a guy who uh, is he said it today. I watched a little bit of his press conference with the Tigers and he, he called it he called it the front facing person in the organization. And that's what he was for the White Sox. And that's very true. And so, um, you know, obviously he's not on the field, but to lose that person that was. Uh, coming into your house every single night for the last eight years, uh, I understand why that's a big shock. And then I, the way I framed it and what I wrote today was, it's just another black eye for the organization in the eyes of the fans, right? And, I mean, this has been going on all year long, whether it's the lingering resentment from 2022 and the, the disappointment there or what happened with uh, Mike Clevenger earlier in the year to everything that happened from opening day onward. And here we are, you know, more than a month after the season's over, and it's still uh, more bad news for White Sox fans. So, uh, you know, to, to quote Homer Simpson, I think you guys are feeling, will this horrible year never end? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I don't know who's going to replace him. Are you hearing any rumors about who's going to be the next play-by-play guy for the Chicago White Sox? I mean, of course, uh, Sean brought up Mike Monaco's name. Connor McKnight has done a couple games. Anything you've been hearing from your people down there in Arizona? No. Uh, obviously, this this was kind of dropped out of the middle of nowhere this morning. Um, in fact, I was I found out about it by getting the email from the White Sox that we're talking about. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this even in reference to? And then you go on Twitter and find out what the Tigers had already announced. But uh, yeah, it's a, it was it was a shock. It was a stunning move. And I would imagine that they're going to take, uh, you know, they've got they've got many months before uh, someone needs to be calling games on TV for this team. So they'll probably take their time and figure it out. Knowing Jerry Reinsdorf, here he has his guy. I mean, let's be honest. He, he had his guy when he fired Rick and uh, Kenny, and we knew that there was a contentious negotiation last year between Benetti and the White Sox. And, again, the idea that you can go call baseball very close to home for a team that wants you 
right? I mean, I, I, that seemingly is the feeling that maybe Jason Benetti wasn't wanted by the Chicago White Sox organization. And two, just to address Jared, I thought I, I mentioned that we would do it. Um, he, Jason signed a, a new contract or, or negotiated a contract for 2023, but it was the White Sox picking up an option. And knowing the White Sox with Liam Hendricks, with Tim Anderson, with Luis Robert, who has two club options, right? The White Sox love options. They love the ability to be flexible. Um, and Nothing wrong with that. And Jason Benetti explored his options, and the White Sox said, good luck. Um, I mean, knowing the White Sox, it, it seems like a, a, a replacement's done. So I don't think that's what's next for the White Sox. But Vinny, uh, let's try to use that as a segue. What is next for the White Sox? I think you said, hold on. There it is. There it is. Uh, sorry, my finger Vinny, slipped on the mute button. What is next for the White Sox? <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Uh, we're going to we're going to find out, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, they've got so many holes to fill. That's what Chris Getz spent uh, Tuesday talking about here down in Arizona. Uh, the moves have to start coming at some point. And, and I would imagine that if there's a team with so much to do, like the White Sox are, that those moves are going to come sooner rather than later. Um, or start coming, I should say, sooner rather than later. So um, it might not be their big splash. Often, you know, that you've got to think about dealing with the rest of the market. You know, the winter meetings is usually when the market breaks on the biggest free agents uh, in the game. But if the White Sox aren't going to be competing for those types of free agents, then maybe they can do what we've seen them do in years past and go out and address some needs without having to worry about what that market looks like. We saw it just last offseason with a guy I just brought up in Mike Clevenger. They didn't want the top free agent pitcher on the market. They thought they had a healthy rotation with what they had. So they just needed a guy to fill it out. They identified a guy to go fill it out. And, you know, the the contract that the top free agent pitchers in baseball were getting didn't matter to Mike Clevenger because he was not in that realm, right? And so perhaps they go out and address those needs in a similar fashion this year if they're just looking for some guys who can add some defense and add some athleticism. Is there going to be a backup in the market for that kind of player? doesn't seem that way to me. So, But we've got to remember, too, that they're probably only going to make moves that benefit them for 2025 and beyond in, in addition to maybe 2024. So um, that's what I would look for is if you're hoping for a big name, hope that it's a young guy that they can get under control for a long time. Otherwise, you're probably looking at some stopgap fixes while they try to continue to figure out what's going to benefit them in the long term. News broke last night that uh, they're having troubles down there in Arizona, and then they canceled the GM meetings earlier than expected. Did they, the White Sox, get enough done? Or, uh, was it abruptly canceled where the White Sox didn't get enough done to set up their moves going forward, including the winter meetings? Or was this just a, a winding down and it would have been broken up anyways because you were going to come home? This wasn't an unscheduled you coming home on Thursday. You were already supposed to come at this time. So did the White Sox and Chris Getz get enough done in these uh, couple days that they're down there? According to a report that I saw today from, from The Athletic, uh, the GM – portion of the GM meetings were not affected by that, um, that this is something that only uh, impacts kind of what the agencies uh, and, the, and the player agents had to do with. They're the ones who had scheduled meetings today. Uh, the other meetings with involving the team personnel ended yesterday. Uh, so I don't think this was any sort of thing. Uh, you know, obviously some folks dealing with some 
uh, rumbly tummies over there, it sounds like, but, uh, you know, it, none of that cancellation or, or anything due to that bug that's going around, um, I don't think impacted what the teams themselves and certainly the White Sox were doing. Uh, when you talk about the GM meetings, you know, and getting enough done, those conversations in terms of the offseason plans are just beginning. And yeah, it's obviously nice to sit down with folks and have those conversations in person. But look at how I'm talking to you right now, Herb. Uh, I think that any any conversation that Chris Getz wants to have with any of the 29 other heads of baseball operations across the game, he can just pick up the phone, shoot a text message, make a phone call, have one of these little video chats if he wants to. Um, so those conversations can obviously continue. But this is a very good jumping off point, and I think that's probably what Getz and company did this week in Arizona. We Oh, nice voice crack. Uh, you mentioned that if the White Sox are going to be signing people, it's likely with the idea that it's for 2025. We saw that last year the White Sox weren't afraid to act early. This was before the news, but they signed Clevenger uh, on November 27th. No moves have been made yet. Um, when do we think the White Sox will be active? Because if, if, if it is moves that maybe they're you know a, a little bit more specific on like do do we think that Chris Getz might be active in November um, or is this going to be something where they wait and see how the market plays out and maybe they're able to get discounts on those stop gaps like you like you mentioned I mean I think really anything can happen I think uh, the 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 comp the comp that I made to what they did last year with Clevenger what they did in 2019 with Yasmani Grandal those were very specific needs that they thought that they were addressing for a team that could win so the team is not in the exact same position that it was in both of those circumstances. That being said, the approach of identifying someone that you want to be a part of your team and being aggressive in pursuing them, that can happen regardless of where you are. And so if that's something that the White Sox want to do under Chris Getz, then sure, it can happen in November. Um, but again, it, we, we didn't get a ton of insight into what the what the idea is for 2024 you know what i mean we can make some guesses and stuff like that certainly we know that they're going to go outside the organization for a second baseman and a right fielder and they're ha going to have to go outside the organization for some pitching help because they just don't have any pitching really um so that kind of work you know it's a lot to get done and you don't want to procrastinate right if you can think back to uh, high school and college you don't want to put all that work off to the very end so uh i, I think it's something that they've got to start doing early um but of course the way baseball's offseason works that could just mean conversations are starting early that could just mean uh that the initial work is starting early and the finalized transactions will say might not end up happening till down the road so you know obviously i can't provide a specific date as to when they're going to get things done but i would imagine with how much chris gets in his front office has to get done that they would want to get to get cracking on that as soon as possible Talk a little bit about this yesterday Vinny, about you and the symbol media talking via zoom to new white Sox hitting coach marcus timms and then you tweeted something out and of course it you know White Sox fans and White Sox Twitter, like myself, kind of went wild about the quote that was there where he's pretty much saying, you know, in the postseason, these teams are doing more situational hitting and bunting, etc. Can you add a little bit more color to what Marcus Timms said about how he's going to be, you know, coaching these guys as far as situational hitting for the White Sox in 2024? 
Well, I think the big takeaway from Marcus Timms, which makes total sense to me and probably is exactly what the hitting coaches who preceded him thought as well, is that he's, he's, it's all about taking an individual approach with each of these players, identifying what they do well and making sure that they're doing it to the best of their ability. Um, I doubt that Jose Castro or Frank Menachino would disagree with that idea, but it's about finding the right voice who can actually break through to these guys and who can, uh, you know, get these guys to be receptive to that coaching. Uh, so here's Marcus Timms to try and give it a, a, another shot here on the South side. Um, but what he was doing in that quote that I tweeted was answering a question about Chris Getz. In fact, I believe he was just asked what made this job attractive to you. And he offered up, Chris Getz in the front office and, and included Pedro Grafal in that and, and kind of the vision that they have for how they want this team to play, right? And we've been talking about that in terms of Chris Getz now for, for a while, really, ever since he's had the job. It sounds like there's going to be an emphasis on athleticism, an emphasis on fundamentals, an emphasis on doing the little things and, quote, playing the game the right way, end quote, if you want to call it that. Um, and so... It should be no surprise, maybe, that something like situational hitting, moving the runner over, that kind of thing would come out when you're talking about that fundamental, more athletic style of play. We heard Chris Getz talk about what the Diamondbacks were able to do this postseason and, and using their legs and the new rules to their advantage to to, to be successful. Um, it would, and, and he really said that it would be nice for, for the White Sox to, to be able to do similar things. So um, I don't think for one second that Marcus Timms is going in there and telling everybody, all right, Everyone bunt, no more homers. If, if, a, if a ball goes over the fence, I'm going to be real mad. Um, but, it's, uh, but it's probably something that they want to be able to have in their toolbox um, to play the style of game maybe that, that Chris Getz is envisioning. Yeah, Chris Getz, again, to hammer home your point, Chris Getz's vision is to go up and bunt every time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said, Sean. Nice job. You're welcome to. Uh, 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 thanks for unmuting yourself for that. Um, yeah, I, I guess the frustration with fans is just that I, I don't hate where Chris is coming from with this vision because it's not a bad thing to want your team to take advantage of the rules and to be athletic and to play baseball the right way. It sounds smart. Let's play it the right way instead of the wrong way. Cool. Um, but back when they traded Sale in 2016, that would have been a great time to start this and I know Chris Getz wasn't a part of the organization was still a major league baseball player um but again it's just frustrating that they didn't have this in place when they were signing Yasmani Grandal when they were signing Dallas Keuchel when they were signing Andrew Benintendi to fill out you know left field for five years uh, it's it's just frustrating that you have to literally do this what it, seven, seven years, years after. after the fact yeah. um so I, I'm excited that Marcus Thames seems invigorated by Chris Getz's vision. Um, it seems like there is a lot of buy-in from the organization, which is the only thing that matters. Fans' opinions are fans' opinions. Uh, you know, it doesn't actually affect the team on the field. Um, but again, like when the White Sox are going out and spending the money that we know that they can, hopefully it was to add to a team that was already professional enough. And obviously uh, the White Sox didn't get that. Um, I'm going to take a weird turn here, but... Um, did you get any vibe that the White Sox might be in play for any of these uh, foreign pitchers, less though the Cuban ones and maybe uh, the Japanese uh, pitchers that are on the market? Uh, that really didn't really wasn't brought up at all when we were talking here. I know that those guys are ranked very, very highly among free agent 
uh, particularly starting pitchers, the, the Japanese ones you're talking about. Saw an MLB.com list today, I think, that ranked one of them number one and another one of them in the top six or seven. Uh, so if that's going to be the kind of money that those guys are commanding, the kind of contracts that those guys are commanding, you could perhaps extrapolate by what Jerry Ryan, from what Jerry Reinsdorf had to say uh, about, about spending and contracts back in August. But um, it, it, it doesn't seem like they'll be playing at the top of the free agent market coming off of a 101 loss season in which they, and then going into a season in which they might not even be really expecting to compete in the AL Central. Any insight if there were going to be players on Eric Fetty? Fetty Wap. No, I, I, that, that, that name was not brought up specifically. I, I can't. I'm, I'm, should I be surprised that it wasn't? I'm about Eric Fetty, so I, I thought, hey, why not bring it up on the show? Former first-round pick from the Nationals and just did really well in the KBO. Good for him. 180 innings? The White Sox could use that. Herb, why don't you take a break? The CHGO Diehard program is one of the greatest things of all time. You get this box when you become a diehard in front of me. It has a shirt inside of it. It has Yes, Vinny, oh man, professionally folded that shirt inside there. Uh, membership card, stickers, and what you get also as a diehard, you get 20% off of merch in the future. So I don't know if you guys know, but we at CHGO have hats now. This hat right here I have on right now, it's one the hat that Sean has is the dad hat. We have a white golfer hat and then a black trucker hat also from CHGO. So Go to allchgo.com and become a member today because we have podcasts on all the teams, live shows like this one you're watching right now, post-game shows, which pre-game show today for the Bears before they play the Carolina Panthers, and there's a post-game show after they, that game too. We have it all here on CHGO. Premium written content from guys like Vinny Duber, who has uh, that article up, as you see, as we talked about earlier, about Jason Benetti from, for all members. And you can go to allchgo.com for that 20% off of these events. So like the, the tailgate that's happening sitting right now, you get 20% off of that. Any of the takeovers that we're doing with the Bulls, the Hawks, and if we have one in the future for the White Sox, 20% off of that, 20% off of merch like this hat or the shirt I have on all becoming a diehard member and access to our CHGO Discord, which some of these people who are in the comments are part of, including Melissa Sage Bolenbach. So if you want to become a member, allchgo.com right now. And for tonight's tailgate, it's happening right now. X-Golf will be giving away a $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicagoland locations. Find the X-Golf, near, X-Golf nearest you at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. Yeah. All right. I mean, it seems pretty settled. Vinny, I hope you have a, a safe flight, bud. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. An enjoyable flight back from Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. Is it a nice airport? Yeah, it's billed as the friendliest airport in America. There was a sign when you exit uh, when you exit the terminal area uh, that is Alice Cooper with a speech bubble that says, Welcome to Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. So that's exciting. He's, he's a local legend. Well, okay, it's the good land. They've, they're only one of the cities that had three socialist mayors, I believe. 
<laughs> I've heard that. Um, all right. Well, Vinny, we appreciate you being out in the GM meetings, and we're mostly happy that you didn't get sick out there. Uh, follow Vinny at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. He put out a ton of articles uh, on all CHGO from the GM meetings. Uh, I think three in one day, or basically three in a 24-hour span, and the Jason Benetti one. Uh, so go check those out. Um, I, I guess what was the most shocking thing you heard? from Chris Getz, or, or you took away from the White Sox? Was it the Moncada thing? Was it the I don't like my team? What was the, what was the most just like, huh? Yeah, probably the Moncada thing, just because it was like unprompted too. It was very much like, could he play second base? And, and Getz is like, can he? And also all this. And we were like, oh, that's weird. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. We, we've talked that time. I'm sure we're going to keep talking about that as the offseason goes along. Uh, yeah, and then, I mean, unprompted, like Jerry saying, look, we're not going to be in the Otani race. Let me tell you that first off. Um, anyways, that's going to do it for the CHGO at Sox podcast. That's Vinny Duber. He'll be back tomorrow. Follow him at Vinny Duber. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Eckerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Uh, send good wishes for Herb's day tomorrow. It's going to be tough. Uh, I'm Tomorrow's sure going to be fine. Tonight's going to be the tough part. Like, when I got to drink all the prep and stuff. Cheese and peas. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And thank you to Joey Spathis for producing the show. We will talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. We all silly like the mayor. 